Welcome to the Mount Pisgah Student Life Podcast, where we will talk about all that God is doing right here in our ministry. Good evening. By the way, if you guys don't know me, my name is Nicholas Garrison. I am a... Thank you, Cole. (laughs) I am a sophomore at Chattahoochee. Go Cougars. Go Cougs! Thank you, Harper. Got one person here. Um, And actually, I live right next to Chattahoochee, which means that I get a lot of interesting characters, one might say, because we have a whole parking system at Chattahoochee that means people need to get parking passes in order to park at Chattahoochee, specifically juniors and seniors, right? But not a lot of people have those parking passes. So the juniors and seniors who don't instead choose to park in my neighborhood. And what that means is I get a lot of cars in the morning next to my house or next to like literally anywhere in that in the neighborhood. But what that means is I get to see a lot of interesting people, a lot of different characters, right? And so there'll be some days where I'm walking to school because I walk to school and I will see a you know, red limo right next to a broken down 2000 Hyundai. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, and you can you look at these people, these different people, the, the one with the 2000 Hyundai, you can tell the AC probably doesn't work. They might not even have like enough like money to even pay for gas because they're, they're, they're down on their luck, right? And then right next to them is somebody who just is super rich. And you can tell, you know, they're the ones with thousands of followers on Instagram. Everybody loves them. Everybody praises them, right? And right next to them is somebody who nobody really praises and nobody really knows. And you'd think that the first person, the, the one with the red limo, the popular one, the one who's always praised, wouldn't be a humble person, right? And the, the one with the 2000 Hyundai, they would be humble. But for Jesus, that wasn't really the case. Now, Jesus didn't really have a red limo, but what he did have was a lot of followers. He had 5,000 people that he fed one day. It was more because of the women and children. And on a separate occasion, he, fa- he fed 4,000 more people. Again, more because of the women and children. He had a lot of followers. A lot of people praised him. A lot of people looked up to him. And yet, he was still humble. And yet, he didn't boast. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. See, our sermon series this month is called I Am Not. And it is a look at all of the statements that Jesus has made about what he isn't. And today, we're going to be looking at John chapter 8, verse 54, where Jesus says that he is not boastful, that he is in fact humble. Now, the verse begins with this. Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the only one who glorifies me. This verse is very important because it is the groundwork, the basis for everything else we will be talking about today. So let's dissect it piece by piece so that we make sure we fully understand what we're talking about. So, the first, in the first sentence, Jesus says that if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. What he's saying here is 
He doesn't boast about himself. He's humble. He doesn't talk about himself in, in a way that is prideful, boastful. He doesn't glorify himself. He doesn't praise himself. Because praising himself means nothing. It doesn't give him anything. He doesn't receive anything from his praise. It's almost ironic coming from the man who we gather here to worship today. We gather here to praise him. And yet he's saying that he doesn't even praise himself. And at first you'd think that we shouldn't praise him because that's kind of what Jesus is implying here is that he doesn't praise himself. So maybe we shouldn't praise him, right? Well, that's not true because in the second verse, he adds, my father, whom you claim as your God, is the only one who glorifies me. Now, a bit of context behind this sentence before I, before I explain what it means. See, Jesus here was talking to a group of Jews. Pharisees were among them. And he, in verses 42 through 47, which I'm not going to read through, but if you'd like to read through them, you can. It's a great verses. But basically, to sum, sum up what he's saying in verses 42 to 47, he's calling the Jews hypocrites. He's speaking to this crowd, and he calls them hypocrites. He calls them not children of God, but children of the devil. That's really powerful. And then immediately after, the Jews called him demon-possessed. The Jews cry out. They, they, can't, they don't want to be called children of the devil, so they call him possessed by a demon. They say, do you think yourself better than Abraham? Do you think yourself better than the prophets? Are you boasting about your own glory, about who you are? And Jesus responds with this verse here, with verse 54. He responds by saying that he does not glorify himself, that the only glory he has, the only glory he needs is from God. So we are supposed to glorify Jesus because Jesus is God. And we are supposed to glorify God. What a powerful example that is. The, the, the Messiah, our Lord, is being humble. He is not boasting about himself, but boasting about God and about who God is. And as, as Christians, as followers of Christ, we are called to do the same. We are called to be humble to not glorify ourselves, to not praise ourselves, because when we do, that brings nothing. It means nothing. And this isn't the only time that Jesus has said that. In John chapter 5, John chapter 5, verses 31 through 32, Jesus also says this, if I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. A testimony, or testifying, can best be described as a revelation, a, a story from God about God, a, a story about God's wonderful nature. And when, when we talk about people going up and giving their testimonies, it's them sharing a story about God, usually in relation to their life. So what Jesus is saying here, talking about testimony, is the same thing he said to the crowd of Jews who called him demon-possessed. He's saying that if we only talk about ourselves, if we only testify about ourselves, that's not true. It means nothing. It doesn't give us anything. But if we 
talk about God, if we praise God, if we testify about God, that means everything. And then on top of that, Jesus also adds that there is another one who testifies in his favor, uh, another one, and their testimony is true. This other one is, is God. It's the Lord. But what is his testimony? What does he have to say that is true? Well, if you're, if you're still following along, I know I'm going really fast. Uh, we are in, we are going to flip to 1 John chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. Now, this is what verse 9 has to say. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his son. Whoever believes in the son of God accepts his testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. So what is God's testimony? Well, he says it right here in verse 11. This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. God's testimony, God's story is eternal life. God's story is Jesus dying on the cross so that we might be saved, so that we might have eternal life. That is God's story. But there's also something interesting that this verse says. Verse 9 says, We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater, because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his son. What this verse is saying here is that Sure, me going up here and talking about God is great. Me testifying about God is great. But what is truly impactful, what truly makes a difference is God's story of eternal life. God's story of Jesus dying on the cross for us. We are called as servants of Christ to, to share God's story, to, to be a living testimony, a living testament to what God is, to his love for for us. We are called to share how Jesus died on the cross for us. We are called to share God's love, God's life. We are called to live a testimony, to not glorify ourselves, to not talk about ourselves, to not be selfish, but to be selfless, to, to be humble, to be servants, to put ourselves last. After all, in Mark chapter 10, Verse 31, it says this. For the first will be last, and the last will be first. Wait, one second. Yes, but many who are first will be last, and the last first. If we put ourselves first, if we act selfishly, we will be put last. It means nothing if we act selfishly, if we talk about ourselves, if we testify about ourselves, if we try to praise ourselves, only give ourselves attention. It means nothing. It does not bring anything. But if we choose to lift up God instead, to lift up his story, to lift up his love, to act as a disciple, that means everything. Now, I realize that a lot of this can seem very broad and not very applicable. So I'd like to, to give you a, a personal example to, to kind of explain what this means in, in terms of our everyday life. So like all of you, I've had a lot of suffering. 
everybody has had their fair share of suffering. And I've had a lot of hidden suffering bottled up inside of me. And that suffering has caused me a lot of social anxiety uh, when I was younger. And what that meant was I wanted to be perfect. I wanted everybody to love me. I wanted everything I said to be perfect, to, to do and say things that were just perfect all the time so that everybody gave me attention, so that everybody loved me. And I turned to, I turned to my friends, I turned to my family, family, and I just constantly wanted them to, to pay attention to me, to, to be there for me and only me. I strived for my own story to be shared, for my own attention, to, for people to pay attention to me. And that goal of striving for my own glory, for my own testimony to be shared, for my own story to be shared, striving for attention, it brought me absolutely nothing. I did not receive anything from being selfish except for a decreasing mental state, more social anxiety, and a worse environment around me. Testifying about myself, talking about myself, being selfish in my own story was striving for attention. But it can look like a lot of other things. It can look like our own sense of pride in ourselves. It can look like our, our praise for other things. It can be praising social media. It can be praising drugs. It can be praising alcohol. It could be praising dirty thoughts, bad habits. Whatever it is, if you aren't lifting up God, if you aren't being selfless, you are being selfish, and being selfish leads to nothing. We don't feel better if we are selfish. We don't feel better if we strive only to glorify ourselves, only to praise ourselves. But when we turn our attention away from ourselves and fix it on God and his glory, his story of eternal life, then we gain everything. When we strive to be humble, when we strive to put ourselves last and, and share God's story, we gain everything. When we practice humility, we build up God's kingdom, we gain everything. When we strive not to be selfish, but to be selfless, we gain everything. And what we gain, we gain eternal life in heaven by putting ourselves last. And that eternal life, that, that God's story of eternal life is like a lamp. It is a lamp on a stand. A lamp that Jesus speaks about in Mark chapter 4, verses 21 through 23. In it, he says this. He said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. When we have God's eternal life inside of us, when we have his story, when we know his story, we are like a lamp. We are like a light. And we cannot cover up this light inside of us. We cannot cover up this eternal life that God has given to us. Because if we do, we're only darkening ourselves and the world around us. If, if you put a lamp under a bed, if you conceal a lamp, what will it do to the rest of the room? It will only make it dark. So too will conce concealing God's light. If you hide God's eternal life 
If you don't talk, if you don't, not talk, if you don't praise God, if you don't put yourself last and strive to lift God up, you are only making the room around you darker. You are only making the people around you and the life you live darker. Because when we unveil that light, when we shine for the world to see, we not only illuminate ourselves, but we illuminate the people around us by being selfless, by putting God first, by striving to glorify him and not ourselves. Because glorifying ourselves, praising ourselves means nothing. We must share God's story with others. We must share his light with others, illuminate the room around us. It can be hard sometimes. And sometimes you may not know what to do, but sharing God's light can start with a couple of simple things. It can start by being a good friend to others, by being nice, being loving to people around you, by serving in the community, putting in the time to read the Bible, to pray, to truly serve God. But no matter what it looks like, the main goal is to be selfless, to put God first and ourselves last, to not be selfish, because being selfish means nothing. I want to end with a question for you all. We are all lights shining God's praise. So the question I'd like to ask is, are you shining God's praise? Are you shining for the world to see? Or are you keeping the room dark by covering God's story up? Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you that we are gathered here today to learn more about you and to praise you utterly and completely. I pray that you put aside our doubts, you put aside our feelings um, that are negative and that you, you bring us positivity, that you bring us selflessness and not selfishness, that you bring your light into our lives and into the lives of people around us, that you help us shine and you help others shine. I pray that we, are, we become servants of you, that we put ourselves last and you first above all else. And most importantly, Lord, I pray for this entire community and I pray that we leave this room with a shred of you inside of us, with your love, your life, your light inside of us. And I pray all these things in your holy name, Lord. Amen.